Hello, Lemonheads, and welcome to another episode of When Life Gives You Lemons. Today, we're going to be talking about what it's like being a first-generation graduate and navigating life after college. Now, I first want to define what a first-generation college graduate is. So um, in my Instagram, I did ask a poll of who is a first-generation graduate and if anyone even knew what that meant. And we got a lot of responses. So I want to first define what a first-generation graduate is. And that is someone whose parents did not graduate with a four-year bachelor's degree. So um, we define that as basically someone who's the first in their family to obtain that. Um, and by family, I mean immediate. So for myself, I identify as a first-generation graduate because neither of my parents obtained a four-year graduate bachelor's degree, I should say. Um, however, I did have extended family that did complete college, so we're not talking about extended family in this situation. Um, and then if you want to follow my Instagram page for more content around these episodes as well, if you haven't done so already, my at is at SamBrinkman26. Let's make lemonade. Welcome to another episode. I have my friend Megan here with me, and we're going to be talking about all about being a first-generation college grad and the joys of transitioning from college life into the real world. So, Megan, why don't you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi, I'm <laughs> Megan. Um... I go to Indiana University in Bloomington. Um, I'm a nutrition science major. Um, it's my fifth year in college. Woo! I just love it so much. I don't want to leave. <laughs> um, um, I'm an Aries. I'm vegetarian. <laughs> um, that's really it. <laughs> you hit all the highlights. Thank you. <laughs> So, um, as I mentioned in kind of the beginning of this, so you also are first generation college graduate like myself, right? So meaning your immediate family, other than your brother, I believe, yeah. hasn't been through the whole college process all the way through, right? Correct. Yes. So tell me about some of the challenges with that. Um, I think the biggest challenge has been like trying to figure out how to pay for college essentially goodness like yeah. working out like financial aid and like loans and all that like absolutely no one could give me any advice on how to do any of that and how to like apply for loans or like apply for like grants or scholarships or really anything like that or just like tell me how to even pay for college like I just went in without having any ideas whatsoever I just had to guess, really. <laughs> That's how my experience was, too. Like, I was, was so overwhelmed with, like, the FAFSA and yep. what in the heck that all meant. I knew nothing about, like, taxes or nope. income. <laughs> all that was a pain. And, like, both my parents, like, they went to college for a period of time, but they didn't actually mm -hmm. end up graduating. So they didn't really have any insight to give me on, like, not even just the financial piece, but all-encompassing around college I felt right. like I was like navigating all that on my own was that like your your experience too yeah for the most part um I had like pretty decent advisors throughout my time so like they were super helpful but 
I mean, yeah, just trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing and how I'm supposed to be doing everything and what it all really means. I just was clueless. Yeah. And are there any with you? I, I believe you, your brother has already graduated, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. So do you feel any like sort of pressures pertaining to that, you know, maybe living up to what he's done or pressure because you're now the next one to graduate and your parents probably don't really understand where you're coming from with things? So my brother's two years older than me, right? Mm-hmm. He just graduated last December. So him and I are both taking our time. Um, (laughs) Slow and steady wins the race. So I don't really feel any pressure from like anyone around me. I think I put more pressure on myself to be done with it. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I can't say that he made it seem like I was taking too long. <laughs> like just kind of a good thing. <laughs> I'm really glad that he also took his time because if it only took him four years and it's taken me five and a half, I would probably be a little bit more embarrassed. Um, <laughs> but no, it's fine. It No, he took... He took his time, and I'm taking my time, and I think that's awesome. (laughs) You guys are going at your own pace. I mean, as long as you get to the finish line, that's all that matters. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I was was a fifth year as well, and I decided to switch majors my junior year because why not Mm -hmm. just spice things up a little bit and make it extra stressful for myself. (laughs) But, I mean, and also, too, it's kind of ridiculous how we even expect... 18 year olds to know oh my gosh, what in the heck they want to do with their lives like I had no idea at 18 I was winging it um yeah so my freshman year I was a pre-dental huh <laughs> um, that's a fun fact <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> <laughs> yeah so when I graduated I wanted to be a dentist which I mean that would still be cool I don't really want to do that anymore but it would be cool <laughs> so I was pre-dental then I was pre-dental hygiene then I was just um like a public health major mm-hmm. and then when I transferred I was a dietetics major and then I finally landed on nutrition science um so yeah it's been a lot of changes it's been a journey <laughs> yeah it really has <laughs> I hear Asia our other friend's voice in my head saying it's been a journey you know how she yeah says that. absolutely <laughs> so you said you transferred school so how was it transferring schools and starting in like a whole new environment um it was definitely really scary I just remember like when I had initially started telling people that I was transferring Mm -hmm. I didn't get the most positive like feedback um yeah not to call out (laughs) a particular group of people (laughs) you can Um, say it it's okay (laughs) I know what you're gonna say (laughs) um our our sissies weren't the most supportive of me leaving um obviously some specific people but I feel like as a group I wasn't super supported, which really sucked. Um, But I mean, once I got here, it was extremely lonely because I had pretty much burned my bridges when I had left Indy. So when I got here, I, you know, didn't have anyone because I didn't know anyone here. Right. Um, So it was pretty lonely for a while. Um, But, you know, having a job kind of helped it a little bit. Um, 
So, yeah, and I didn't make friends with any classmates because who does that? <laughs> I'm certainly not going to do that. Not the social butterfly type with your airy self. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I did not get that trait from anyone. <laughs> Well, and so what she means by sissies, so we were in the (laughs) same sorority, and yes, I can confirm that it was not the most supportive response when Megan decided to transfer, and I think that came from a place of so many of us just adored Megan, and we were very bitter about her leaving, at least that's where me and my peeps came from with it. (laughs) I don't know, I can't speak for everyone else, but... Um, yeah, I hate that that was your experience. So like looking back, I feel like even to me as a friend, I could have totally been there more for you. And of course, hindsight is always twenty twenty. But I to see where you were then to where you are now is like, so awesome to me. Yeah, I mean, I like to think that I've definitely grown up a lot. Um, but I don't know, I've just, I feel like I am nicer (laughs) I don't know (laughs) I feel like I wasn't like the nicest person and I definitely think that I have like dealt with my own shit here and that's just made me be a little bit kinder to people at least I like to think so (laughs) I think you're kind for what it's worth Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So how did all, so you mentioned you were lonely. How did that all impact your mental health and how did you overcome that then? I feel like I, hmm, I don't know. I feel like I was in like a pretty dark place, Mm -hmm. but I, you know, I had a support system here. I mean, I had my boyfriend. He was really the only person I had here. So I feel like if I hadn't had him, like, supporting me and, like, pushing me and making me want to, like, do things, I feel like it could have been a lot worse, um, but, I mean, you know, when you're just, like, hanging out by yourself and you are like, wow, I just really wish I had some friends to go do this with, I mean, it sucks, but I got through it, you know? Yeah, and I, I see now, too, like, you've kind of found your people there now, and, I mean, your boyfriend is so great. He (laughs) seems like just such a nice guy, and he was definitely there for you through that, which is more than a lot of people can say. I feel like those kind of pivotal moments when you're going through something and you're in a really dark place can really make or break your relationship. Oh, absolutely. I mean, sorry, three-year anniversary is next week. (laughs) Um, We had literally dated for three months before I moved to Bloomington, and we moved in together... (laughs) Literally the second I moved to Bloomington, we moved in together, Um, which I feel like some people, when I tell them that, they're like, wow, that's literally insane, moving (laughs) with a stranger, essentially. Right. And I'm like, yeah, but, like, we really liked each other. I mean, (laughs) like, he told me he loved me on our, like, second date, like... (laughs) I mean, truly, when you know, you know, like... Yeah. I feel... Like, we put these timelines on things, and everyone has to live up to this certain standard and fit in this box that we've all kind of created in our mind, and it's not going to fit for every single person. So, like, as long as you're happy, at the end of the day, that's all that matters. Like, screw what everyone else thinks. I just remember when we first started dating, and, like, the first time I had posted him on my story, like, one of my friends was like, oh, here we go, you're falling for some random guy again. Yikes. And I just, I just want to say 
look where we are now. <laughs> Haters got He's not hate. some random guy. <laughs> uh, yeah. Seriously, though, because I, I don't know. I feel like people almost have the audacity to feel like they know more about you and what you need absolutely. than you need. And that's just absolutely. not it. Like, no, no. You don't, you don't know what I need. You don't know what makes me happy. So just keep doing you and haters will hate no matter what. Absolutely. They always will. They always will. They'll always find something <laughs> wrong with whatever you're doing. That's so true. So what are some of the, as you're kind of nearing graduation and getting to the end of the finish line here, mm-hmm. what are some of the pressures you're feeling as a young female and a college student kind of transitioning out into the real world? Um, hmm. I feel like there's this pressure to like be really like smart and professional, but also like not too smart you know you don't want to like outsmart all the guys or like you know like try to be better than the guys essentially or be better than anyone I mean they you know people hate when women are like powerful and you know are really sure of themselves yeah it's almost like we are insulted by women's ambition you know yeah yeah oh she's so driven she's such a bitch it's like automatically the thought, but yeah. if a male counterpart is the same way, oh, they're so driven, they're so like heartfelt in what they do. It's like the adjectives yeah. we use yeah. to describe it are so different. It's so obvious, but it, I like too that you mentioned about this like balance between: am I smart enough, but not too smart, right? But it's like you're never mm-hmm. gonna you're never gonna measure up. You're someone's always gonna find something wrong with what you're doing. That's very true. That's definitely a struggle I even, I think I still even face now, like in the professional world of like, am I too much or too little? And it's like, we're playing a totally different game with a totally different set of rules. Mm-hmm. And then the rules Absolutely. are always changing. So. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> so with uh, graduation fast approaching then, what are some of the emotions you're feeling or even fears you're kind of caring about the future then? I'm definitely super nervous, obviously. Um, I just feel like there's so many things that are, like, up in the air, and, like, there's so many things that I'm, like, unsure of. Um, Like, when I graduate, I have to do an internship before for a year before I can start, like, applying for jobs, and I have to go through, like, board exams and whatever. So I'm just scared of, you know, moving on to the next level, essentially, like, finding an internship like passing state exams and finding a job like that is just so scary to me and I'm like currently so comfortable like where I'm at right now that it's like do I really want to like change and you know do something Mm -hmm. different like I don't know I mean I'm going to but I'm just super comfortable at the moment that it's like scary to think of doing anything else really yeah and it sounds like too the next step almost has so many unknowns oh for sure absolutely that that to me when when you because there are certain people where like they go to business school they know they're going to be an accountant they're going to do this they're going to do that like they have a very clear defined plan but I feel like when you kind of get into the healthcare field there's so Mm -hmm. much gray area and so much like there really make it is. or break it almost with with things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like 
I don't know, like you would think that my field would be needing more people, but I mean, my program isn't particularly small and like internships are very like few, like it's really hard to like move forward. And also like, I don't know if they're going to look at my grades because I don't have the best grades ever. I'm not a genius. Like I, I try really hard, but like, I just don't know what they're going to be looking for in me, like as a candidate. And I don't know if like, I'm going to be good enough essentially, which I mean, I hate to say that, but like, you really just don't know. Because in your head, you want to tell yourself, I am good enough. I feel good enough. Like I, I put in the work and I personally, I've seen how much you study and like put into school. Like, so it's definitely scary to think I went through all of this. Is it enough? Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm like, what if I graduate and I just am at a roadblock? Mm -hmm. Like, I can't get an internship. I can't. Because that's really, like, the one thing that's standing in between me and, like, a career is, like, an internship. And I feel like, you know, for some people, it's super easy for them to get them because, I don't know, they're just good at getting them. But I I have no idea, like, the process of even, like, attempting to get one. Yeah, and another thing, too, is you got to throw in the new COVID world we're living in, right? Where, like, it's so much harder to find things these days. Like, I consider myself very lucky that I started my new job just six months before all the new COVID stuff came into play. And that would have totally changed the game for me. I would have probably been stuck where I was because the job market is so competitive right now that even if you're a really, Mm -hmm. really good candidate and you meet all the requirements, there might be someone that's just a little bit better and you didn't do anything wrong in the interview process and they get the job over you. And it's so frustrating. And I've seen so many people go through that. And that's so scary to think of because like, I have a job right now and I'm extremely comfortable in my job right now. I get paid way too much and I do literally (laughs) nothing. And like, you know, my managers at my job are trying to get me to like move up and trying to get me to make this a career, which is not what I want to do. I do not want to work at Target forever. Newsflash. That's surprising to me. Not my dream. I thought that would have been your vision for your life. My dream is to not work at Target forever. (laughs) But I mean, that's just like, it's scary to think of because of how comfortable I am and how like, you know, I have people at work who want me to like move up and, you know, do bigger things, which in retrospect sounds great to somebody whose passion that is, but it's just right. not mine. But I mean, if worse comes to worse, it could be well, that's like, good that you have that still though. <laughs> like you've, you've given yourself the opportunities to be able to have a plan B, right? So yeah, it may absolutely. not be the plan that you ever anticipated, it's right? Not. <laughs> I mean, and that's okay though. Yeah. At least you're doing something and you're getting somewhere. You're making moves because so often we make all of these plans and they almost always never work out how we think they will. But that's not to say that you won't get that internship and you won't figure it out. And a piece of advice I would give to you, and I've given to several people that have been frustrated by trying to find an internship or a job right now in this market, is if you're at least making it to the interview process, that's damn good. 
that counts for something because they get hundreds of applicants. So if you're making it to the point where they're willing to even talk to you, that says something. Mm -hmm. And if they, you don't get the job, then that's a stepping stone to the next level. You've kind of prepared for the next interview because you've already interviewed and talked to people and got more confident in your answers. That's fair. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's really good advice, honestly. But that's not to say that it's not still very frustrating to get turned down over and over. I mean. Well, yeah, yeah. I know my very fragile ego would be very hurt if I, if I got turned down (laughs) over and over and over. So that's not to negate someone's feelings, but to still just keep perspective of if you're making it to that point, that means something at least. That's very true. So overall... What advice would you give to someone who may be going out of their comfort zone and starting over in an entirely new environment or situation, kind of how you've been through then? I think the best piece of advice I can give is to just, like, let people in and let, like, experiences come to you, basically. Um, I mean, like, I'm an introvert. I don't really seek out people. (laughs) I get really nervous around new people. But I mean, if you just let people come to you and you let those experiences like come to you, I mean, you're just going to be so much happier in the end. And like, just really be open to like new people and new opportunities. I feel like that's like super, super cliche to say. But I really do just think that that is the best thing you can do if you're in a new environment just like be super open to everything definitely because one you're not walling yourself off from like new opportunities new relationships and things right you're not like isolating yourself Mm -hmm. but um two like you're you're giving yourself more opportunities by doing that right so you can never i don't know the way that i see it is when you start in a new relationship or a new environment, there's always opportunity. And the way I see it is like, what do you have to lose at this point, right? And by not opening yourself up to new people and new experiences, you just end up missing out on things in the end. And it's really easy to isolate yourself and just say, I'm going to stay in in my comfort zone and not not be better. Because that's easier, right? Than putting yourself out there. And also, too, to not just look for those new relationships or opportunities, like constantly be obsessive about finding that. Sometimes just yeah. letting it land in your lap is the best way. That's so true, though. That is really true. You can true. Like, really stress yourself out being like, I need all these new friends. I need to do all these new things because yeah. I'm in this new environment and I need to be the best that I can be. But then you just end up putting more pressure on yourself instead of just letting shit happen how it's going to happen. That is so true. Yeah, That's very true. So to kind of wrap things up then, um, we end every episode this way. So what are five songs that got you through some of the situations we discussed today? And why are those songs meaningful to you? Okay, first one, Alabama Shakes, You Ain't Alone. I feel like the title is pretty self-explanatory very good um it's just like a really good song to listen to if you're just like feeling down and you're like wow no one likes me no that's not true Alabama Shakes <laughs> they like you and they're gonna and they're gonna tell you all about it 
um, follow me by um, Uncle Cracker. Oh my god, that one! Oh yes. my gosh, I forgot about that song. I love that song. I love that it song. It's such a good mood every time I hear it. I literally like grew up listening to that song, and it just takes me back to when I was a child and didn't have to worry about like bills and you know Life. that yeah. kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, such a good song. Um, okay, My Future by Billie Eilish. Have you ended up listening I to did, that yet? And it is so it's good. So it kind of made, made me a little emotional. If I'm being honest. I know. Every time I listen to that, I'm like, "Wow, me too, girl." I'm also excited for my future. Hell yeah! Let's get it. <laughs> um, I was three. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't know. Do I have to do five? I mean, no, you don't have to do five. You can only do three if you want. You didn't let me write down notes okay. before. Whoa. So. <laughs> Blame this on me. <laughs> well, if you like think of the other two and you want to throw it in there, I mean, I feel like there's another Alabama Shakes one too, right? There was. Um,. I think it was always all right. That sounds right. I think it was that one. Anyways, that one is good because I don't know. It's just a good song. Because <laughs> it's Alabama Shakes and they're fire, obviously. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um. Oh, Lizzo. Yes. <laughs> um, which Wasn't one was it? Good it? as hell. Yes, it was yes. good as hell. Yes, that is just like put it on, have a dance party, no I, more stress. I feel stress like I is can gone. conquer the world when I hear that song. Absolutely, I had so many people tell me when that song like got really, really popular in like 2019, 2020 time, when I was going through my breakup. So many people were like, "This song made me think of you," and so it just makes me really happy too. So I relate. <laughs> I love that. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing a little bit of your heart with all of us. I love you so much. Of course. And I appreciate your friendship. I appreciate your friendship. <laughs> <laughs>